What's going on, everybody? How you doing? Happy reopening basketball day to you. Recording uh, as basketball is going on. Go Lakers. Welcome back to the report. <laughs> as always, talk about the happenings of NXT and AEW. Of course, I'm your host, Rajani, joined by Cyrus. How's everybody feeling out there? Hope everybody is good. Had a good week of wrestling. Well, Wednesday, because I, I don't... I seldom watch wrestling on yeah. Friday. So oh. I'll say Wednesday. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, yeah, it's been a for for me at least. It's been an okay week for wrestling. Uh, I haven't been uh, I haven't been too enthused by uh, wrestling this week. Uh, didn't see much wrestling news. Just you know the normal uh, conversations uh, are happening, like uh, outside of the um, the Kyrie Sane thing. Of course, but it just seems like a, a a normal wrestling week. Uh, yeah. I mean, like we're building up the stuff. We don't have. I mean, yeah. at least for NXT and AEW, we don't have a pay per view on the horizon until August and uh, September. So, you know, it's a regular. Uh, yeah, I'd say it's a regular week. Um. Like you said, and like you alluded to, I mean, there were a couple news tidbits here and there, but I think it'd be better if we go into the shows because a lot happened between NXT and AEW. Yeah, I don't we'll think go, there's much for in the trenches this week. We'll go into AEW first because, like I said, a lot happened there. The internet was clamoring for Warhorse to show up uh, for the TNT uh, Open Challenge, and he did this week. Um... This match, I would say, it was a little different as because Warhorse, I mean, I've seen a lot of people say that he's kind of like a pseudo-Ultimate Warrior type. I like that the psychology of this match, it seemed like he had Cody scouted out instead of Cody, you know, usually Coach Arn Anderson to scout him out. Um, mm-hmm. there, were, there were points in this match where I think that their chemistry was kind of off. There, there were slow spots in this match. It seemed like Cody was really going for the for the leg a lot and going for the figure four way too many times. He finally got it on. Um, I think that they would probably have benefited if Warhorse kind of fought a couple of AEW matches before this. But, a, but then again, that would kind of kill the allure of doing the open challenge. But uh, before I go into it a little bit more, what do you think about the match? I thought it was okay. Like, I'm not. I'm not as familiar with Warhorse as uh, a lot of people are, so I wasn't really excited for this match. I, I just thought it was just going to be a standard Cody match, and that's what I got out of it. It, it was a standard Cody uh, Cody match to me. Nothing uh, over the top, and nothing uh, amazing. Hopefully this does amazing things for Warhorse going into the future if he does sign or not. Uh, hopefully it does result. Uh, hopefully it does result in him getting signed because he has a definitely a big following. Uh, earlier that uh, yesterday, I got an email from IWTV, which is like a website where you can just watch pay-per-views and stuff like that. And a lot of promotions are affiliated with it. And they were just like, Hey, here's a, like a war horse playlist. And it was like a bunch of matches. So it's just like, he is very popular on the Indies. And I just think 
a lot of the momentum that he got from this might not really result in anything if he doesn't get signed because not a lot of indies are really active right now. So I'm glad he got the match, but hopefully something comes from it. I mean, there's a little interesting tidbit that I wanted to put out there. Uh, shout out to uh, the Reddit user uh, Mbieber3, I believe. They put this out on 12 hours ago on uh, the Squared Circle thing. He said, since the pandemics uh, began, AEW has given work to over 60 independent wrestlers and signed at least new nine new members to their roster. Uh, the nine That's cool. Members, That's I, nice. I'm going to allude to the ninth one in a little bit, but the nine, but the eight that they signed is Abaddon, Allen Angels, Anna Jay, of course, FTR, Preston Vance, or Ken, Ricky Starks, and, Vic, and I guess if you want to count Vicky Guerrero, then that would be <laughs> um, I'm not counting Vicky Guerrero. I, I knew about Warhorse. I've seen a couple of his matches, but this was the first match that I saw in its entirety to him. Uh, Cody does work a style. He's been trying to, I guess, change it up a little bit when he does these open challenge matches. Uh, like, I think that this match kind of did a little bit more for Warhorse than it did for Cody. Uh, as I said, mm-hmm. as Cody is working over the leg. It just seemed like there were spots where like they were moving in slow motion a little bit, especially when you have an uh, energetic, dynamic uh, wrestler like Warhorse. Like you want to speed it up a little bit, and maybe Cody's not the right guy to do that. But, <laughs> and it, but these TNT matches are really just to kind of showcase, you know, these indie talent. And the thing is, and I asked this, all right, like, is the novelty going to wear off soon? Because it's cool to see, you know, Cody go against, like, the Ricky Starks and the War Horses and, you know, like, all these guys that they're bringing in. Mm-hmm. But where is this leading to? Eventually, or like I said, the Eddie Kingston's, where is this going to lead to? We are a month yeah. away from All Out. There has to be a storyline, and I know they're alluding to it slowly. If Cody turned, maybe possibly turned a heel, and then you know Arn Anderson kind of like getting mad and stuff like that. But where's this going to? It has to come to a conclusion soon. It can't just be, you know, all right, who's the indie guy of the week, and maybe we'll sign him, and maybe we won't. Yeah, and I know we had a separate discussion off mic just about uh, talent uh, talent signings, you know. And oh, we'll get to a, lo- a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, and a, a lot of it is just like, oh man, like, do they have money for it? And it's just, and it's just like, maybe not. But then, yeah, we're gonna get to it. We see that they blew the bag on somebody else. But it's just like, is I I do think for me at least the novelty does uh, it has worn off already, especially to the point where it is becoming like indie guy of the week, and we still have people on the roster that aren't really doing anything, like on the AEW roster already that aren't doing anything, and instead of once again instead of getting stop instead of putting new guys in, let's work with what we already have. That is a broken record statement for me at this point, and AEW is just not listening. <laughs> like, we got so far, P- 
people that were already signed to AEW to get a TNT championship match, like Jake Hager, Jungle Boy, uh, the TNT, sorry. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, it could be at and They might get some... Uh... Sponsored hey, for that. <laughs> I got beef with AT&T, man. Um, so just like I think like about four people on the AEW roster had, that has had a shot at that title. And now it's just becoming what kind of indie, like, like you said, what kind of indie guy that we can get. But we have this really, honestly, this meaningless feud with uh, that's involving the Jungle Express. Uh the Jungle Express, Best Friends, and the Inner Circle, and Matt Hardy gets featured, and we'll talk about that later. But no, no, instead no, no, of no, just no, having, no, 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 I'm sorry for interrupting. We're gonna talk about that now because that I had a huge <laughs> beef with that. Okay, okay. <sighs> this ten man tag match, the worst thing ever. I, I'll say this, like, I didn't necessarily initially have a problem with it because I'm like, okay, all the inner circle gets to be in a match. But the first part of it was a mess. It seems like some like some guy, like there was a spot, and I forgot like what particularly happened, where it seemed it is like one of the best friends, like Trent, was waiting to do, like he was waiting for everybody to get into place to do the moonsault. And then there was, like, a spot where they were tossing Marco's stunt back and forth. And I'm like, all right, we have to, like, we have another 12-man tag next week. And, I, and I'm like, I understand. 12-man tag. Like, how does that sound? Like, how does that sound interesting to anybody? Like, I understand that we have to get, we have a lot to cover. And we have to mm-hmm. get everybody on the show. And Cody actually did a recent interview, I think today or, or yesterday, where they're talking about the third hour. And we'll know more about that four to six weeks, he said. If it, maybe it'd be a different show. It's okay. a different format. Cool. But to have, like, these spot fest, like, it just looks sloppy to me. Yeah. But just to finish, I, I definitely think that Cody should – kind of challenge people that are already signed rather than go to indie guy of the week like maybe luchasaurus could have been in that like against cody and not in this awful tag match and also i just i hate this trend of multi-man tags where you know dude comes in hits him and then another guy comes in from the opposite team does his thing and then you know like everybody's just doing like drive-by hits or whatever and i i hate it so much i don't I don't like that sort of like transitioning spot fest, whatever people want to call it, that goes on into the matches that normally leads to the finish. And also just this this goes into the theory once again that Inner Circle just doesn't care about Santana and Ortiz because whenever they're involved, they don't get a win. I think but let this... I think they were on uh, this week, but at the same time, like I kind of agree with you there because... I mean, we've talked about it on the show. We, we probably talked about it a month ago where, you know, mm-hmm. them being LAX and them being in Impact, it was such a, a hyped signing. Like, where are they going to go? Are they going to go to WWE yeah. and be a tag team there? Which, like, I think people were salivating. You know what? LAX, Santana, Ortiz versus the Usos, that would be fire. But they went to yeah. AEW. 
and now they're kind of in this group where just you know i don't just wanna, jump yeah i don't want to like harp on like points that we've already done but like they're just kind of guys they're other bodies yeah and it's like you know Jim and, Hager, like you said same same thing he's caught into this whole jungle express best friends thing and you're like Mm-hmm. You know, he's already lost two title matches. He's lost against Mats and he's lost against yeah. Cody. It's like, where is he going to go? Nowhere, because there's nowhere really for him to go. Uh, and he's not hes not in a tag team or anything. He's really just like an enforcer that's just around for some reason. But they're in this match and then they lose. You know, one person loses, everybody loses, right? But let this be a tag team match with El Sex Gods. They would get a win. Okay. Easy, just like that. But let it be LAX, and they would lose. And it's just like they are your tag team in your stable. Getcha. I got you. Let like let them be something more. The problem is, and you know, I'll allude to you know FTR signing and given like what the tag team appreciation night is. There's just way too many tag teams right now for them to and- make an impression. Like jerk off motion about tag team appreciation night. Oh my lord. Well, I'm just saying, you know, you have Dark Order, you have Hangman Page, Kenny Omega, you have FTR and the Young Bucks. Like the top right now, there's a ceiling where nobody else can really break through. So you have to wait until that clears out for anybody else to or another tag team to make an impression. And any tag team can make an impression. I feel like right? we talk about this every week. Yeah. Now there is way too many tag teams, and there really are. Not even way too many tag teams. There's just way too many people on the roster, period. And it's just, well, in every division, except the one that needs it the most. The women's division needs people the most. But no, we have to get more and more men for some reason god knows why but we (sighs) (laughs) we will get to another potential addition to the women's division in a little bit i save that especially for this episode And, and but what's the thing i think that's temporary well i hope for her i hope not because they do need they need wrestlers over there they really do but I want to get to the first edition. Uh, so Warhorse and Cody ends, and he, they get attacked by the Dark Order. Uh, that's a And former hype bro Matt Cordova shows up. My man is in shape. He comes and makes the save on Cody. Save for Cody. Of course, they've been really good friends for a long time. He's your new signing to AEW. Listen, contrary to popular belief, I think this is a good signing by them. The problem is, I just think that is way too late in the game for it to be impactful because I'm like, I don't want the buzz for Matt to happen and then it just be another thing. Because I think we said this about Brody Lee. Brody Lee, Lance Archer, uh, Jake Hager, Brian Cage. Hold, Hold on. I will say this about Brody Lee. They are trying to do something with him. Lance Archer, I don't know, because they made a kind of tongue-in-cheek thing where he can't get on the show. 
and he was on. I, I believe he's on Dark this week. Uh, Brian Cage, he's still in the title picture for now, but I don't want that to happen to Matt Cordova because I will say that like he has, he has fire within them to try to make something of himself. Obviously, because he feel you know a lot of people, and I think that he would share the sentiment. He was underutilized in WWE, and plus he has the charisma and I would say the social media savvy that would appeal to AEW. So I think that this would he would be one of the first guys that you would go get, not one of the last guys. Hey, true. That that uh, before I go into my point, that's absolutely true. If Matt. Cordova shows up next week. He does a promo and he sends shots at the WWE. Throw it in rice, bro. Throw it in rice. That's a right It's 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 oh like let that happen and then it's over at that point. I don't want to hear it because you are that guy. Like you you were the catering man. <laughs> shit was shit was looking peachy for you. When you when you was getting that check, let's not try to switch it up now. But but was it okay? I will kind of. I'm not going to push back on that, but at the same time, was that really his fault? Because there was the argument that when he was doing the social media stuff, people were like, "The WWE should act upon it," and they didn't. Now I'm not saying that you know mm-hmm. every person that leaves the WWE was underutilized like i don't think that you know necessarily i'll say kurt hawkins i can't make that argument for him because there was a ceiling that Mm -hmm. he could only go well i mean with the hype rose i'll say like there was a ceiling that he could only go with in wwe we'll see what he can do in a what not a w impact but i'm saying like with matt it could be a higher ceiling i don't know but at the same time with the WWE, there's only so much hours of hey, programming. And- he is a he is a mul- he has multiple championships under his belt. He is a former tag champ, and we can all let's all remember those mat those matches were not heat. The matches were not heat, and once again, the level of competition in AEW is not that high. So. I don't think match quality is going to be any better. But if he was a higher, if he was higher quality, okay, so if he was adequate quality in WWE, and you're saying that the competition in AEW is not that high, shouldn't he be higher in AEW then? Just saying. So. Like, shouldn't he be, like, at, an, at you know a better level in AEW, it just depends on what how they use him. I'm not sure because you pair him up with Cody. Like, are you gonna? Is Cody gonna turn on him and then they have a feud? It, like, because they're in a tag match next week. Yeah. Oh I don't God. Know that's gonna go. like, it. It is just like yeah. You can say that Zack Ryder it, or you know Zack Ryder was underutilized, but then you look at the current landscape of what was going on. In WWE at the time, like uh, I, I was familiar with Zack Ryder after he won the Intercontinental uh, Championship at WrestleMania. Yeah, 
Why you have parts in WWE at that time. Just to dog. Make your point. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, The Miz, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns. Well, Seth Rollins was uh, out at some point, uh, some point in time. But you know, you have people coming up from NXT. Oh, yeah, Dean. But, you had Brock still there too. AJ Styles, like. Of course, like, I'm sorry, like, I'm not going to get excited for a Zack Ryder, and I'm still not. And when I mean the level of competition, it's also just like, I don't think Zack Ryder is necessarily going to get the best out of those guys and make them, you know, elevate anybody, really. Because I don't think he's that great of a wrestler. Alright, fair enough. Like, we'll see, you know, next week he's got Cody... And, Mary, and Matt is going to go against John Silver and Alex Reynolds of the Dark Order. Uh, I think that's a perfect point. Jobbers! Well, How I am think, I supposed to be excited for that? Well, I think that's perfect to go into our next topic. Oh, yeah, that's definitely a start. Um, I call this the Dark Order Orbit because there is a lot of wrestlers that are caught up in it. Because you got Cody and Matt next week, right? You also have Hangman... Looks like FTR and Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Because the Dark Order, particular Brody Lee, is pissed because Hangman turned them down. So obviously mm-hmm. they are you romantic know. him there. But you also have FTR that made the save. They have like a little weird alliance with Hangman right now that is kind of you know pulling Hangman and Kenny away a little bit. Then you have the mm-hmm. Young Bucks. Who are you know? They have like just around to even the odds. Yeah, they they have this frenemy thing with the FTR, and of course they're part of the elite. So you have Dark Order, who like this huge, huge faction, and it seems like they are eating up a lot of screen time and talent. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, and I'm like, okay, here's what I, I'm not sure. I'm just not sure how this is going to play out because I'm like, all right, is Brody Lee and Hangman going to have a singles match? Because and and then like for why though? Like that doesn't make like why would they have that match? Because he's pissed that they turned him down. But at the same time, you have to start teasing Hangman and Kenny Omega breaking up at some point. Is that mm-hmm. going to happen? Because the Dark Order kind of pulls them away a little bit, and then at all out they lose the titles. Presumably to FTR, and then FTR and Young okay. have that feud, and then you have Hangman and Omega have you know their own singles feud. It, I don't know how this is going to shake out, but there's a lot of damn wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm still down for Kenny Omega joining Dark Order. I think that would be fantastic. That's definitely what they need. And I, the jobbing. Or some of these guys just need to stop. But yes, there are a lot of people in their orbit. And it just happens that Dark Order just has a lot of, like, you know, uh, enhancement talent under their belt. Grayson and Evil Uno. Grayson's a good wrestler. You know, we talked about the rankings not mattering or not being purposeful for a while. But I am glad that they finally got their match. And now. Something else can go on in the rankings. <laughs> Next week, they were rightfully the number one contenders for a really long time, and they finally lost. So let's get on with it. Next week, we got the what I alluded to that big ass 12 man tag FTR, Young Bucks, Hangman, and Tenny Omega versus Dark Order. 
huge. Dark Order's got Insanity. Two, two tag matches next week. Two. That's how many members they have. Ah. And the women need it. <laughs> the women need people the most. But let's talk about the women now, man. Let's talk about the women now uh, because you you like how they tried to build up uh, well, what's her name? Like Diamante in like a week, and then they squash. Her, uh, well, not squash, but then she just loses to Hikaru Shida, so she's not really going to be in the running for the title. So, going off that, Diamante, uh, that was a nice video package they had. They, you know, what I mean, they told her story, and it was for. What was weird to me is that Hikaru Shida said, "I will." put this title up against everybody week to week. And then the match was non-title. Like, put the title <laughs> up. You know what I mean? Like, she's a fighting champion. Let her be a fighting champion. Even though it seems like you don't have a lot of wrestlers to throw at she her just, right now, just have one. You know what I mean? Like, Hikaru Shida just wants to wrestle. Like, that's it. You know? And then she wants to have, like, sort of an open challenge or, you know, get on TV or just have uh, matches in general. But no, we're going to have this tag team tournament instead. This a- women tag team tournament instead. And there's only one team or like two teams uh, that has been revealed to us. There, there was a spot in the match where like Diamante was going for a roll up and then Cheetah went it into the ropes. I think Diamante mm-hmm. so sloppy. She needs more, like, matches under her belt to get the rust off because, like, I think she can be, like, a good wrestler. It's just that sometimes it looks a little rusty. Presumably, I think that Diamante and Ivelisse will be a tag team. But as you alluded to, mm-hmm. we only know of one right now because Nyla Rose was talking and all of a sudden, former Funkadactyl, Ariane, Ariane I, I think I'm saying, I hope I'm saying the name right, Ariane, formerly known as Cameron, shows up out of nowhere. She's been out of wrestling for years. And she will be Nyla Rose's mm-hmm. partner. Nyla did not look thrilled at all about this shift. She she wanted a manager, and now she's going to be in, in being this pointless tag team. Well, I think what what's going to happen is that Nyla is going to end up Winning most of the matches by herself, like can or Ariane is probably gonna that does do... that that does not look good on her tag team partner's part. Yeah, Ariane's <laughs> gonna end up doing some stuff, but like Nyla is going to begrudgingly like putting like these tag teams away. I think that's the dynamic they're gonna have because, like I said, Nyla's like I can do this on my but, own, but Ariane's like. Hey, but I said, uh, I said that last week. Like they should have just revved up the the uh, Liva Bates and um. Nyla Rose tag team again, and then just let Nyla do all the work. They should have just did that again instead of again, uh, instead of hiring a whole new person. I forgot about Leva Bates. I did. Um, oh man, I <laughs> I wonder who she's gonna tag with. Man, jeez, I can't even think of it. Probably anymore. Abaddon or some shit. Who knows? That's gonna be a weird. Weirder than the tag team that we we, that we're currently talking about, like it's just they're gonna get like a whole bunch of just. You got the librarian with paired with the the lady from I guess Evil Dead. I don't know. Yeah, it'd be. 
is we're just getting a lot of sloppy put together tag team. Honestly, just have it be a short tournament and then just let um, Brandy Rose and Adley uh, Adley get it. Like, yeah, that's because that's all it seems like is going to come to really have a plan. Like they really have teams sorted out. Like they're the only established tag team. I would I would have delayed this until fall. When you start getting like healthy people healthy, and presumably if we control this damn spread, we could fly people over here to wrestle. Mm-hmm. Because did you fall, see? You have Britt Brit Baker back, and then you'll have like Big Swole. Like they'll they would have already had their singles match, so they could be a tag team with somebody else. Because they, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Britt is teasing that she's gonna have like some special opponent for uh, Big Swole coming up, but. You don't really have, like, I don't know how many indie wrestlers you could get to fill this tag team thing, unless you're just going to have... Yeah, I think think it's happening too early, and I also think that it's really awful that it's going to be, I believe, it's going to be YouTube exclusive, probably not the finals, but it's it's mostly going to be on YouTube. Gotta get those views, man. Gotta get those views. That's trash. (laughs) That's so trash. Like, I would have put that... Yeah, if you're highlighting this to be a big thing, put this on the main show. Showcase the women. Like, that's that's so trash that you're really, like, trying to put this thing together. Trying. But it's only going to be on YouTube. So, you know, we're going to get some of the, the enhancement talent that they've been using before as tag teams. And, you know, easy first round wins. You know, just have whatever enhancement talent and just put him in a tag team and then have Nyla Rose and her partner run through that real quick and then that's it. Damn shame. Let's move very shame. Let's move on because we have a presidential campaign as uh, oh, a presidential campaign, a title campaign. You know what? This worked for me. You know why? Because we have a let's just say a uh nasty uh, presidential campaign coming forward and who to be better to have this than AEW's I guess one of their top heels MJF does Mm -hmm. points though he is undefeated yes that's why I hate it the most I hate it because I I agree (laughs) he is undefeated I don't know about the ratings though okay let's stop hinting at those please stop talking about ratings on the show just stop doing that jericho doing it saying oh all the ladies out there like stop that stop that just stop doing that even cody disagreed in like uh an interview that he just had he's like i don't know you know if there's any validity to what mjf is saying about ratings but and then mjf is saying well, just just stop the ratings talk in general. I like it. Like well, it's, it's fun. It works. It, it works with the AEW crowd. It doesn't work for me. Well, it I think it. I, I think it's lame. Initially, when Jericho did it, afterwards, and then like you know, Tony is talking about like demos that they won every week. I'm like, okay, all right, all right, man. Like yeah, that like now now it's no longer like all good and fun. It's lame now. We're in a pandemic. Like, of course, ratings aren't going to matter. And we're not going to, like, you know, this isn't a TV podcast, but you could go into how Nielsen ratings and things have changed from cord cutting 
and the fact that like people aren't this isn't nitro this isn't i don't i like i don't even think you need to like read up on it you can your experience like i know a lot of people that are just using hulu using netflix don't have uh cable like your own life experiences will like literally speak for itself like I watch this this is ridiculous yeah like i watch these shows on like streaming services i don't have physically have tnt or usa to watch these so like it's fun but at the same time it gets a little corny but mjf also said that like there's a contrast with him he he wrestles like an 80s heel very like methodical slow and then he talks about like the flippy floppy stuff that's happened and then he goes and talks into mox now i think that it works perfect when it goes how mox and darby allen fought against starts and cage because you know we'll get to it there were thumbtacks in this damn match starks mm-hmm. took, listen man like ricky starks is a trooper because it looked he was leaking from the back oh yeah <laughs> it looked really bad and you know mjf and moxley have like i said like two different styles moxley is very hardcore mjf is like i'm not gonna do that shit that's just not me yeah but uh, just also you know he he talks about wrestling as a you know no flips just fists old revival thing but then i moxley doesn't really isn't really much of a high flyer so i felt like those shots were like at somebody else <laughs> you might get a but double I, fist handle off the top for moxley yeah, but that's that's 80s. That's very 80s. Um, like, I don't see Moxley doing any, like, Poison Ranas or some Kota Ibushi stuff. If he does that, yeah. I'll be like, holy shit. Where's yeah, wrong guy. Also, I'm going to throw up if I ever see that. Uh, but nah, I, I definitely think, because, you know, we could talk about the... T- I don't want to talk about the 10-man tag again, but, you know, heavy heavy shots at them, and I do think he's right, but we'll see how this goes because I think it's real funny that he's a number one contender, but the fifth or sixth contender, I believe, will be getting a title shot next yes. week. You talked about that, like how rated, like rankings don't matter, but like they don't. Um, it's funny because like when he talked about the flippy-floppy stuff, he was in a feud with Jurassic Express, and they do, like, you know. Mm-hmm. I, that match instantly clicked in my head. I'm like, that's funny. I, I like how, like, they connected the thread there. But, uh, mm-hmm. like, and, like, he can be a flippy floppy. Like, he is athletic. I, I will give him that. But, uh, eh. As you alluded to, um, first off, uh, Let's let Ricky Starks talk more. I like that Taz was on commentary, conspicuous by Excalibur's absence. If you've seen a particular video that's been circulating around the Twitter sphere, maybe that's the reason why he wasn't there. I don't know, but you know, oh, that's definitely the reason why. I, you know, what I mean, not gonna say, but. You know, not looking good. He said a certain word with oomph. (laughs) What if he came on right after a commercial break and he just let it off again? On on air? Yeah, on air. (laughs) 
first of all, I know that we are in a very divisive time where it seems like a lot of people who are pushing against diversity has been saying that word. Please don't say that word. Uh, but mm-hmm. he did uh, instant firing. <laughs> like, is he trying to commit uh, career suicide? Like, you know what I mean? like, just let just let it just let it rip, bro. Uh, hey, not gonna do nothing. Let it rip. I don't know about. Well, he wasn't on the show this week. Maybe he did do something. But like you alluded to, next week, John Moxley will be fighting the fifth contender for the belt, Darby Allen, for the AEW title. Mm-hmm. I okay. I'm looking forward to this match, but I'm awesome. I instantly cringed because I thought about the spots that Darby's going to take. There was a spot, <laughs> there was a spot on the apron that happened in the Starks Cage uh, tornado tag where Darby just took a bump and I'm like, oh my god, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, that seems, that seems to be the case a lot. Mox is going uh, to throw him around. Um, am I a fan of him getting fed to Mox at this point? Not really, but it could have a non-finish because I presumably yeah. Starks and Cage are going to get involved. And what's also a little confusing to me is that, you know, Moxley and Darby kind of handled handled that already. You know, so yeah, they already had a match. How are they going to keep this going? Where you know Brian Cage and Darby Allen do have the singles match at some point? Like I, I definitely think that needs to happen so Brian Cage can more or less move on because you got beaten by these guys about three times now. Yeah. Two? Is it just two? Yeah. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> All right. Moving before we move on to NXT, uh, one more tidbit about next week: Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy are going to have a debate, and it's going to have a special guest moderator. Skip. Talk, so this should be interesting. You are like, you already know it's going. What it is, man? Jericho is gonna do his promo thing, and Orange Cassie is going to say nothing. He's gonna give us a thumbs up. He's gonna. You know, and then the crowd goes crazy. Like it's the most predictable thing on the world. So I, I just also <laughs> the the word debate does not excite me at all. I don't want to watch anybody debate. They're leaning into a lot of pre- uh, presidential stuff going into the election. Yeah. Root. <laughs> don't know how that's going to fare. Um, not really sure how that's going to pan out, given uh, certain... It just, seems, um, it, it, just seems, it just seems like that's lame to me. Like, there's not, there's not a fly about a, debla- uh, a debate. <laughs> like, ain't no fly shit about that, man. All right, let's get into NXT because we got a very – thank you for the response. We got a very long response. Uh, we got well, a couple of responses for uh, last rights. Wow. Uh, okay. Wait till I read one. Uh, you're going to – Oh, that. Lord. But uh, Keith Lee said, some, he said a cuss word against Karrion Cross. That man said it twice. The real demo god said it twice. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Wasn't really sure going into this uh, feud how it was going to come off. I'm looking forward to this damn match going into uh, TakeOver now. Keith Lee turned mm-hmm. it on. He's one of the best promos in NXT. He's one of the best. I'll, I'll argue that he's probably one of the best promos 
in the Wednesday night or WWE. He was right for the fist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Karrion Cross made it personal. And Karrion Cross, I love how another great promo. Uh, these pen hate each other. They got a blood feud coming. Uh, R.I.P. to Cameron Grimes. He was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. I love that he's an annoyance. But keep yeah. Karrion Cross, bring it on. Yeah, I'm with it. 100%. Bobby. I, you know, everybody's really worried about how long Keith, Re- Keith Lee's title reign is going to be, or, you know, will is Karrion Cr- Cross winning it too early? How is this feud working? Hey, man. It'll work. It's, it's working for me. <laughs> It'll work. I think my like, two men are on. I, you know what I mean? Like, here's the thing. They don't necessarily have to have a definitive, definitive finish if you could keep this going on for, like, another month after mm-hmm. SummerSlam or stuff. And they're going to hate it, of course. So, it's whatever. It is what it is. Like, if there's a non-finish, everybody's going to be, oh, my God. But if Keith Lee would have lost, oh, my God. If Carrier would have lost, oh, my God. Why did you push him too early? So, like, I don't think there's any, like... It's damned if you do, damned if you don't with the book. Yeah, so let's just let it rip. <laughs> go, 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 go all for it. Like, let the finish rock. I think no, no weird finishes. This NXT episode also had two outstanding matches on it. Roderick Strong and Johnny Gargano. We already said that. Was he, beat. he, the chain, the chain wrestling. Like, you know what I mean? These are two great wrestlers, and I think that is one of the pluses on these like uh triple threats whoever loses just have them fight next week the next week it'll be Mm -hmm. and that's what happened here yeah i'm all for it so if if, uh if thatcher and balor have a match next week like that's hard that's heat i'm all for it of course they had balor thatcher and loomis in the triple threat Mm-hmm. Very creative finish. Everybody was per, like good and strong. Ballard so, doesn't tap out. Thatcher passed out. Yep. And Loomis, who presumably took a lot of damage, played it smart. Out, played it, yeah, like you said, played it smart and got the submission on Thatcher. But Thatcher, like I said, Thatcher didn't tap out. He passes out. He looks strong. Very creative way how to end that match. Loomis high presumably. You know, prevails again. He okay. moves on. <laughs> this is going to be a very interesting ladder match so far because it it doesn't have any of NXT's like big hitters in it yet, which is really cool. So it's kind of like a showcase of the new like up and comers, and I think that's really cool because you remember the first title match. Or the first ladder match for the title was basically that. Like, it had Ricochet, can't say the other two names, but, you know, it had Adam Cole in it. They're like, you see the new guard, you know? And like you said, you could have Balor and Thatcher this week, and it'll be dope. Mm -hmm. Next week... It's going to be amazing. Yeah, next week you have, as a qualifying match, you got Damian Priest, you got Oni Lorcan. And NXT UK is Rich Holland. I'm not familiar with Rich Holland. I've watched. Okay, I watched a couple of his matches on NXT UK. I believe 
he's he's. I, I want to see how he is in this match because I need to get a, more of a feel of, for how he wrestles and everything like that. He's obviously mm-hmm. more of a power type guy, and you got Damian Priest, and you got Oni Lorkin, who's going to be throwing haymakers and elbows and stuff like that. Should be a fun match. This is the first one where. I don't go, man, I don't know who's going to win. I definitely think Damian Priest is going to win on this one. Yeah, I do too. It'd be cool if, if, <laughs> if Lorcan won, though. It'd be- oh, I was thinking think it, it would have been cool if Ridge won. Just get some uh, NXT UK representation into that match. And I applaud uh, you know, WWE for getting an NXT UK uh, talent over. Amen. I'm not really sure how to Let's... get that, but... <laughs> hey man, we don't ask too many questions. But if you want to bring anybody else from the UK over, maybe like a Tony Storm, maybe a Ginny, maybe a Isla Dawn, or Nina Samuels, uh, Walter, uh, Tyler Bay, you know, get them over here. <laughs> like let's let's get those asses over here, man. Especially uh, more uh, more of the NXT UK women. Oh man, listen. NXT is already rife with talent. <laughs> Imagine yeah. the NXT women over the mix: Kaylee Ray, Piper Niven. Yep. Like, like I'm not saying like bring all of them over. Bring you can bring like three women over and then just uh, have Rich Holland stay, have uh, Fabian Eichner, you know, just have Imperium here, and then probably one non-Imperium person, which would be uh, Rich Holland, and then Pete that's Benjamin. it. You're straight. B- b- oh yeah, that Raw too. Or SmackDown, though. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Well, he's, but, been, uh, he's been in NXT. It seems like forever. Well, shit. So does Adam Cole. True. Okay. So, <laughs> Imperium, Barthol and Eigner are back. They beat the hell out of Everrise. <laughs> and it seems like Imperium and Undisputed Era are going to feud again now. Mm-hmm. Ither and Barco got jumped. And they're going against <laughs> O'Reilly next week. Hey, welcome back, O'Reilly. Imperium is going right. to need their guys to come over to make this even. I'm not sure if yes. Walter is going to be down with That's, coming here. And I, was re- I, was, I was really hoping for Walter to come out after the match or when they were getting jumped. I was just like waiting for it. I was just like... If you manage to bring Walter over as a huge surprise, oh my God! <laughs> Come on, Paul. We can do this. We can do this. I mean, unless you have, because I know Thatcher has Walter ties. If you want him to join Imperium for the time, oh, uh, it, I'm, I'm it, sure. it don't really. Because I'm not sure. Really need to be get, all that. Well, I'm not sure if you're going to get Wolf over here. You know, oh, I don't know. You can't have, like, you know, four on three. If you're going to have a even, like, shoot the fair one four on four, you somehow you're going to have to smuggle Walter's big ass over here uh, through a quarantine. I need it, bro. I hope. I have no idea how they're going to do that. But, like, we, will, we shall see in the coming weeks. We also had some mm-hmm. theme, like I said, like, uh, women's wrestler developments. Now... Uh, we had I miss it, it happened early on the show, but I missed the tag team match with uh, the women's tag team match. The tag team match was good. 
tag team match was good. It gave us a nice sort of preview uh, with EO and Dakota Kai, which I'm very much looking forward to, even though it may not happen. Uh, of course, Dakota abandons Candice LeRae. She doesn't care about Candice. She's like, you know what I mean? Like, I've been the team player. Yeah. I'm going for mine. And Yeah, and if, if Candice didn't, I mean, uh, if Dakota Kai wasn't going to abandon her, Candice definitely would have abandoned her. So, uh, uh, abandoned Coda because, yeah, both of them are both of them are in the same boat where they used to be like team players. So putting them on the tag team, it was it was a recipe for disaster. Oh, Candice took the craziest of pins. Like, Dakota did not take that. She was sitting up on top of the ring. Good. But yeah, uh, it sucks that it sucks that this turn couldn't make me a fan of Candice. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out where this turn is going, but like you said, but like I'll allude to, there are some pieces that has to be shaken out before that can even happen, because mm-hmm. after the match, Ray Ripley's like, well, who the hell do you think you are? I have a stake at going at EO again, because I gotta get my rematch. And I think it was a little nice that Dakota's like, alright man, I'm getting tired of fighting these damn four ways, these triple threats. Yeah. Definitely, and then she has to fight, or uh, you know, constantly fighting for number one contender, and it's just like she rightfully earns it, or you know, she's on the path to being a number one contender. But you know, there's always like some weird uh, obstacle in her path for people that more or less don't really deserve that opportunity. Like it was cool for Tegan Knox, but you already got like mad championship opportunities, so it's just. Let, 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 let Dakota shine. <laughs> well, guess what Dakota got for her troubles? Next week, she gets to uh-huh. Ripley for a number one contender. Another number one. Like, dog, if I... If I'm Dakota Kai, I'm running up on Regal. Fuck it. We're, I'm pulling up to your house. Because this is bullshit. Because... Rhea Ripley has not been on the show for like two weeks. God, she, hey, she got a brand new haircut. You see that? Like, she yeah, she, uh, she did the Android 18 thing. But, like, literally the last thing that Rhea Ripley did was beat up Rob Stone and Aaliyah. How does that get you a number one contendership? Like, into number one contendership? <laughs> I'm not sure, man, but that's what Your the award tri- was. The rematch that she says she has against EO right now, you already used your rematch in that triple threat, and then you lost in that triple threat. Listen, from what I saw in this tag match, I want to see Dakota EO. Rhea, like, yes. love you. I-, I think they dropped the ball, like, cooling you off, but right now, it's Dakota's, <laughs> it's Dakota's time. I, it just really is. She's got. I definitely think uh, Raquel's in a play a part hopefully raquel, raquel and Rhea, the big yeah like strong woman just, a strong woman and then nice you know oh real rip real rippy's about to get the win you know big boot and then let uh let dakota kai take it and then instead of real ripley constantly being like oh i got cheated i got cheated or still trying to insert herself into this match in some shape or form you know, you just keep her busy with Raquel. I like it. Maybe? No, no, I like that. That's perfect mm-hmm. booking. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, WWE. Um, Shotzi and Mercedes. 
Shotzi gets early <laughs> offense in, but she just gets beat by Mercedes. I thought we, I mean, we said that. Good. That That's okay. I'm, I'm fine yeah. with that. Like, Shotzi's not pulled off. Mercedes gives the Robert Snowblade a much-needed win because it seems like they were taking L's every single week. Yeah. Yeah, and I like that Mercedes is sort of bringing like some more legitimacy to the brand. So that's really cool. And yeah, Shotzi taking a uh, taking a loss here doesn't hurt her. She's a baby face. She's gonna come back next week. You know, even though it's all people from the PC or whatever, you know, she's gonna get cheered regardless. I don't think any less of her for losing this match. Honestly, she's gonna get her time will come. It's just right now, there's yeah. too many damn... There's a lot of women involved yeah, here. <laughs> right now. And, you know, her time will definitely come. All right, let's get into last rights. Uh, we got three responses here. I'm going to read the long one. Okay. Um, <laughs> my name is Ipo uh, Midoriya. I'm sorry if I butchered your last name, but I really did try. I'm a long-time listener, but this is my first time writing in. I thought this week, Shout out to you. Uh, yeah, thank you for, for listening. Uh, I thought this week's episode of NXT was good, especially with Swerve and Atlas. That was another good match. Good point there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could say that was three good matches. What are you doing with Jake Atlas? My man has been taking, like, talking about taking L's. Atlas has been taking some L's. Swerve is probably going to go after the title, but. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. Just like Shotzi, Jake Atlas' time will come. I, and Gargano's strong matches, also with the Lee and Cross segment. It seems like they're finding their footing again after the Great American Bash, because before mm-hmm. those things, it was not looking good. I'm looking forward to them continuing this trend on the build-up to TakeOver with how they've been building up new stars and the North American title division, Reed, Loomis, and etc. cetera, uh, through this ladder match. The build-up to Lee and Cross has been great, but I do not envy the person who has to book the finish of their match because either mm-hmm. way, people are not going to like it. We did say that, like, I 100% agree with you. Great minds think alike, bro. That's why you've been listening so long. (laughs) At first, I wasn't sold on them pairing Mercedes with Robert Stone Brand, but after her match with Shotzi, I'm slowly turning around on that, but it would have my interest peaked even more if this leads to a feud with Rhea down the line to establish Martinez and Robert Stone Brand even more. Um, Great minds think alike. Plus, we got Ray again. It also looks like we're going to get Swerve and Escobar for the, uh, the title takeover or a regular episode of NXT. But either one is fine with me. I know it's going to be good. Uh, with Let's see. With Ridge Holloway debuting for NXT UK, this could be a way to set up a mini invasion. Nice. Or just bring over some NXT UK guys. Uh, who, who did I write? Did I write this message in? Like, like you did. Like, did you do this? Who do you think they should? Bring I swear to God, I do this. <laughs> okay, so he asked. Oh, we got a listener question. Nice. Who do you think they should bring over here full time? He says he hopes Dunn, Mustache Mountain, uh, Grizzled Young Vets, Tony. That would be my pick. Grizzled Young Vets. You know, I'm already high on him. If you've been long mm-hmm. and Tony Storm, Com- because they'll bring a little bit more juice to NXT. Who would you think? Who do you want to bring over for? Uh, like Jenny. <laughs> obviously, my my yeah, obviously Jenny's number one. But my three three women's picks, like obviously bringing Kaylee Ray, she's fantastic. Tony Storm, Jenny. Uh, if not Jenny, 
Piper Niven doesn't really fucking matter to me. Uh, yes, it does. For the men, what's that tag team called with uh, Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews? What are they called? They're like uh, something connection. Uh, I forgot what their tag team name is. Either way, those two guys. I think they're fantastic talent, and we don't necessarily need any more men in the division, so they can partake in the 205 guys, or, you know, do things with the 205 uh, live guys, honestly. And, you know, may... Well, I gotta remember who isn't in trouble in the UK and who is. It's like... It's like whack-a-mole at this point, man. Like, yeah. As far as I know, those two are those two are fine. Because if I would have saw something about Flash Morgan Webster, I would have been sad. Because he he looks like a nice guy. <laughs> no, from, what I, from what I like saw, like they are really they're two really good guys. Mm-hmm. So, as far as right now, that's all I can really think of. Just bring uh, bringing those two guys in. Tyler, or uh, like Walter, of course. But uh. They're called South Tyler Bay, Mustache Mountain. Southwell Subculture. I'm not going to remember. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's such a long name. Oh, my God. Okay. But, yeah, bring in those two guys in. Bring in Walter. Uh, kind of iffy on Mustache Mountain because if they're not going to really be in the tag team title picture, it's kind of weird. And I'm not sure what that currently looks like right now. If, if uh, Undisputed Era manages to take it from them you know uh just real quick like i agree with you mustache mountain has had their matches in nxt so i would probably have them as a singles if you could bring them over here i think that NXT... yeah and just bring in tyler bait because yeah you, we don't really need trent like not to sh- you know dunk on trent seven but like usually he loses a lot of met like he plays in a very Oh no, type of role in NXT UK, so he's, we don't really need. Yeah, that. He's, the, uh, he's the underneath babyface. That's what he plays in. Yes, I think that you do need men and in I, the team. So go ahead and bring over young grizzled vets who, like I said, I'm a huge fan of, and subculture over here. Mm-hmm. They would bring so much to it. Uh, going back to your point about the women, real quick, would love to bring Kaylee Ray, Tony Storm, Piper Niven, and you said Jenny over here because. Uh, if you're gonna do things with the tag women's tag titles, you also need, you know, tag teams over here. So like, if you can mm-hmm. bring them over for that too. But I would love to see uh, Tony Storm have a run. Uh, Kaylee Ray, if, if you like, you said listening for a long time. I'm Kaylee Ray Hive all day. <laughs> yeah, and definitely. Piper Niven too. Like that'd be great. Love it. Um, let's keep reading here. Uh, he said, done with instantly being number two babyface after Keith. Then he would have a ready-made feud ring for him for Thatcher heading into the fall. Mustache Mountain and Young Girls Events would bring so much needed life back into the tag team division. Tony Storm would be an instant challenger with her credibility, who has a history with the whole division, especially EO. Sorry for the long response. I enjoyed this week's episode. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts on it. Keep up the great work, guys. Thank you, Epo. That, that's really, that was really dope. Yeah, shout out to you. And yeah, why not? And it, it doesn't really have to be like uh, a takeover thing. It could just be a match on TV. Yep. All right, Monday Night Ron. <laughs> Chris Jericho and the Inner Circle are easily the worst thing on either Wednesday shows, and it's been this way for almost a month. Yeah. I'm, I just hate how the actual tag team in the Inner Circle just 
lose or like they don't really do anything or they're just a joke. And I, I'm not a big fan of that because I prior to them signing with AEW, I did like uh, I did like LAX a lot. Like them, that match that they had with Rock and Roll Express was actually pretty, really good. <laughs> the only two guys that win in the inner circle was Chris Jericho and Sammy Gravara. They either win in singles matches or they win together, which is funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake Hager yeah. and LAX, like, or Santana Ortiz, they take the L's for some reason. Yeah. Or yeah. They'll, they'll get a win on Dark. You know what I mean? Like, I... And, like, who's wa- who's watching Dark? Like, for real, like... I don't watch Dark. <laughs> I, I mean, especially I with them having, like... Especially with them, like, having 12 matches on there. Like, I just think that's, like, far too much. I do, but, like... There's yeah, there's twelve matches on there, so I watch the highlights or like the really quick squash matches because, like you said, like watching you're already watching four hours of TV here. Like I try to watch Dark to kind of get a feel for like before we do the show. If there's anything important, I will highlight it. You know what I mean? It's kind of mm-hmm. tough. All right, our final one, and I think this is one is from Meals. Uh. Calling Dynamite mid would be disrespectful to mid. White people love lying about MJF, but lying about Zack Ryder is too far. Incels love dweebs. Ricky, <laughs> Ricky starts cut a good promo. That's all I got. Uh, NXT was pretty good. The setup for TakeOver has been pretty good. Every match was heat, plus any show where Keesley hoes a white man gets five stars for being <laughs> Neil is saying, here's the thing. That is hilarious. Uh, Factual. That was a uh, hell of a way to end Rams this week. <laughs> <laughs> you you remember literally like last week where that picture of all the new guys that Impact signed, and they were like, you know, they're all doing the middle finger or whatever, How could I right? Ever? Like it was it was all over yeah. Twitter. Everybody in that photo, jobber. Or like former jobber, or you know, All right, let me think of that never, never truly was excited about anyway. So how am I going to get excited for them? I mean, in I was, a place with no like, with the level of competition being fairly low. I mean, I was excited about Anderson and Gallows initially coming over uh, to WWE with AJ and Nakamura, but they are what they are. You know what I mean? Like they were cool in Bullet Club. Um, they're a cool tag team, but I don't know if they moved. In the- Here's the thing, though. Like, I don't know. I'm gonna be watching Impact every single week for this. Uh, for like Heath and like you know, <laughs> I'm not throwing shade at him. I'm just like, you know what? I'm not watching Tuesday nights for this. Um, yeah, or just like, like you were gonna say, like they don't really move the needle like for me. But that they did like some wrestling show on their own. That's gonna be on Fight TV at I'm some point. I don't know what that's about. That. It looks funny. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm gonna check that out for like it. Yeah, comedy purposes. Like it looks entertaining to me. So we might have to like re- do a short review of that. I don't know if I'm. Yeah, it, like, it might. It might be a spot callers, man. Who knows? Uh, yeah, it might have to do. Might have to do that for spot callers. I'm not sure. Like, it's just like, uh, like. I'm know? sorry. Just impacts. Okay, you know what bothers me, and I talked about this last week before we go. Impacts production values got to step it up. I can't. <laughs> it looks like they're shooting like matches at a high school gym and like wired for a gym. And like I've heard high school basketball games 
would better sound than their pay-per-views. I can't, like, mm-hmm. come on, like, help me. You know what I mean? Like, I, it, do you need us to buy you mics? Do you need us to buy, like, <laughs> buy you wire sound? What the hell is going on here? Um, I'm, I'm sorry, like, these new signings from Impact and AEW don't excite me. That's about it. I, I want to see where like, Cardona, May, Cardona goes. Like, I, I, but that, that's booking. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like you can make the argument that WWE ruined these guys, so of course you're not going to get excited for them. But it's just like I seen the chances that they gave Zack Ryder. I was still not moved. Yeah. That's That's the short – like really that's the short of it. And – I, we see how AEW book things, so I don't think they're going to do him much favors anyway. I see him tag team division vibes <laughs> in like after he gets like a big title shot and he loses. Oh, man. I don't know. Uh, at least, you know, AEW will have a lot of uh, figurines and stuff and they know where to buy them. Uh, before, okay. <laughs> and I just, I just think it's weird that... Oh, just one. This is this will be my final thing. I think it's weird that AEW kind of markets itself as an alternative, but they kind of bring everything else from the thing that they're trying to be different from. Like the MJF promo, he is right. Like Moxley is sort of that old guard. Where these young talents that every, you know, every week they always talk about like Jungle Boy, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, MJF, like that's going to be like their big four talent. But MJF is probably the only person to get a win over Cody. And the, the, uh, the three other guys have never beaten anybody on like higher on the card, here's, you know. So it's just. With cool. And you have a point. I will say. MJ has to me. He has to beat Moxley, uh, and mm-hmm. he has to, because like like you just said, young talent is what is going to like your established talent is going to get you the eyes. Okay, everybody started watching AEW because oh wow, what is Cody doing? What is Kenny Omega doing? What is the Young Bucks doing? Like you know what I mean? Like that's going to get you the initial eyes. What's going to keep you going? is the young established talent. And I think that Vince McMahon said that on the investor call. It's like, we got to, we have to push young stars because yeah. what a is going to get your, a younger base of watchers, like, you know, like viewers. And also like, you can't keep on going like the elite as your lifeblood going forward and say in year three or year four, who have you set up? Is it going to be, you know, Jungle Boy? Is it going to be, like you said, like Darby Allen? People resonated with Darby Allen when this first started. You know what I mean? Like, you can't have <laughs> Darby Allen get squashed by Moxley next week. It has to be competitive. He can't just be like yeah. the guy who gets to the Apex, he'll get to the Cody's, he'll get to, remember, like Jericho, like he, Jericho defended yeah. the title against him, and he keeps on losing. You can't have those guys over and over and over again and guess the but they already did they already did that with jungle boy i think the only thing that uh 
what would complete the triangle is if Jungle Boy lost to Moxley. And then he's like, he's done. I sure hope not. Uh, I don't think, uh, thankfully, I don't think that, like, Jurassic Express is kind of together right now. So I don't think it, that's going to happen. It's but, so uh, hard. It is so hard for me to care for them right now. I'm, and that sucks. Them, say, that them sucks. saying that, that Jungle Boy has to be, like, Jungle Boy is going to be, like, their guy in the future. I'm just like, you are doing him a major disservice. And I used to care about Luchasaurus. I kind of don't now. I thought the Warlow. I thought the match that he had with Warlow was cool, but that's it for if, me. If Jim Cornette, and he's not the, you know, what I mean, he's not the arbiter of town. If Jim Cornette is telling you to push Jungle Boy, you know what I mean? Like that's that's an indicator to like start getting this guy some wins, start getting this guy some matches. That's something that we're gonna have to look forward to in the weeks to come. Uh, as always, mm-hmm. thank you to our listeners. We appreciate all of you so much. Stay safe. As always, you can follow us at RNC Radio Live on Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe to our channels wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, every Wednesday night after the show, we'll have the Last Rights link up so you can tell us uh, your thoughts uh, on NXT or AEW. Uh, lot to look forward to next week for myself and Cyrus. Again, thank you so much for listening to us, and we will talk to you soon.